Hello and welcome to Sounds of Smoke, a mystery adventure podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. Please remember that all characters, people, events, and situations are completely made up for your fictional pleasure. They do not represent any real-life people, events, or pets, and any likeness to a reality is purely coincidental. It's just a story. Episode 7. Rave me, Amadeus. As we turn off to the Galaxy Avenue, I'm trying to contemplate which way should I take. It's been a while. There are two ways to enter the cornfield, from the forest side or from the beach side. The forest side has an easier path, but the beach has more parking. I can't believe that I'm going to the corn rave. Haven't been there for years. I also can't believe that the raves are still going on. You would think that a fire marshal would have shut that down years ago. I quickly check my phone and see the text from Dave with the deets. I text Dave that I'm on my way and that my blind date is following behind me. That is definitely weird. I decided that we better take the beach route because I really don't like the woods at night. They just give me the creeps. But the beach at night is romantic. I turn off to the side street that has a mini parking lot for the beach. This one is not as well known, mostly locals go here, and so not usually as crowded. There are a few cars already here, but not too bad. I get out of the car and wait for Victor to finish parking. The night has fallen and there are no lights in this mini parking lot, except from the cars that pass by or drive in, but mostly it's pretty dark. follow Lola to the rave party. I can't believe that I'm going to a rave in a cornfield. I'm pretty sure that I'm too old for this. Then, my mind swiftly shifts to the fact that an extraction team was sent out after this girl. I start going over every person that I was able to clock while I was in the restaurant to see if I could figure out what is happening. There are too many unpredictable factors at play for this to be nothing. At this point, I'm sure that I was set up and that my unexpected relocation to Long Island has something to do with this girl. I need to find out more. I follow her to this hidden beach parking lot. Looks like a cool place, and for some reason, only now notice that she has an Aloha horse bumper sticker, and that I have seen her car before. I realize where I know her from. That makes me feel a little more at ease, and I start to relax, but then my mind starts to wonder if she is not as innocent as she seems. Fuck, I just don't know anymore. I text Nick to let him know that something is not right and that there is an extraction team in town. He replies that he'll be my shadow. I take a deep breath, take out my portable blade and put it in my pocket, and then get out of the car. Hey, this looks like a cool place. I thought you said that the rave is in a cornfield. Are you luring me into an empty parking lot to kill me? The irony is not lost on me as I hover my hand over the pocket with the blade. (laughs) No, I do most of my killings on the beach. It's much cleaner that way. God, I hope he's not going to kill me. I don't know if it's wise to walk alone at night in the dark along the beach with a complete stranger. I look in my bag for pepper spray, just in case. True, the ocean will just wash it all off. Yeah, 
Well, actually, we need to go through the beach. <laughs> so, brace yourself. I feel like this date has taken a turn for the creepy. No, it's, it's all good. Sorry, it's my fault. I'm pretty awkward with people sometimes. Most times. All the time. Let's change the topic. You know... I've actually realized where I know you from. Mm -hmm. Your Aloha Horror Bumper sticker is interesting. In fact, it's so interesting that I've seen it before. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a joke from high school. I've had this car for a while. Where did you see it? I am intrigued. Have you seen just uh, my car or me as well? I start walking towards the beach and all I can hear is the sound of the dark ocean waves breaking by my side. I would have felt uneasy, but all of a sudden, two guys with rave lights laughing and saying, Dude, this party's gonna be zoo fucking wicked, man! Just ran by us and then took a sharp left turn and disappeared in the high grass. I know where they're going. Wow. Looks like this party's going to be zoo fucking wicked, man! I say sarcastically. <laughs> that made her laugh. <laughs> like for real, man! <laughs> <laughs> that made us both laugh. So, you were about to tell me that you've seen me before. You know, that's pretty funny because I have this feeling that I have seen you before somewhere too. Right, well, as I said, I've seen your car before and that's what sparked my memory. All of a sudden, she grabs my arm and pulls me towards the high grass, about where those dudes ran to. It almost freaked me out. I don't remember the last time anyone grabbed me without an intention to harm me. Weird, but nice. Should I take her hand? Is that too soon? How do normal people date these days? We need to turn here. There is no path. We just sort of walk east until we hit the cornfield. So hold on or you'll get lost. I grab his wrist so he doesn't get lost. And then I realize that I am holding a stranger's hand. What the fuck? If only she knew how great I am with cornfields. In my line of work, cornfields are like the most common place to dismember a body. But I let her hold on to me because I think she needs it more than me. And also, it feels nice. I think I can hear the music in the distance. Yeah, you definitely can. Anyway, uh, please, continue. So, where was I? Yes, well, we go to the same supermarket, it seems. And you laughed at me. I laughed at you? In the supermarket? Are you sure that I was laughing at you? No, it was definitely at me. And I must say, given your outfit at the time, I was surprised that I was being judged. Huh? My outfit? I'm trying to think back. When was that? Well, today, actually. I laughed at you today? I have seen you today? In the ice cream aisle. Oh my god, birthday cake fatty! <gasps> ice cream guy! You got like a lot of ice cream! Oh no, I'm sorry. This is weird. <laughs> Look, you were really going for that ice cream. Oh no, I feel bad now. I was so preoccupied with the judging and the ice cream that I didn't even look at his face. I'm a horrible person. As you should. First of all, maybe I was going through a bad time. And secondly, you were wearing more cheetah print than I thought was possible. No, yeah, well, that's true. I am sorry. And I don't really have an explanation for the outfit. <laughs> I hope you were able to enjoy your 10 pounds of ice cream regardless. Oh, I did. I might even have some left if you're interested. 
Wow, where did that come from? Was that too forward? Bold? Um, maybe? We'll see. My god, stop smiling like an idiot! We reached the division clearing between the high grass and the cornfield. From here, you can hear the music and feel the bass rhythm thumping through the air, the ground, the corn, the everything. Wow, that is a big cornfield. I can hear the party, but I still can't really see it. So the barn is that way. I point ahead of me towards the diagonal as if that is helpful at all. Cool. So, question. Hmm? You know an ice cream truck driver? I have so many questions. Oh yeah, you heard that. Hmm. Well, it's your lucky night because it's actually his party. So, you not only get to meet him, but hopefully all your questions could be answered too. Really? Will there be ice cream? (laughs) There might be ice cream. We both smile at each other. So far, I'm having a great time, even though I have an eerie feeling that danger can strike at any time. Strange. But I feel like I know him from somewhere else. I mean, the ice cream aisle is true. But there is something else. Hmm, maybe I'm just going crazy. We part the last bit of the corn and boom, party! We are here. There are three makeshift bars, people dancing, and a big barn in the center. That's where the rave part of the party is. Voila. Wow. All of a sudden, I'm in the middle of a corn rave. The music is blasting from a giant barn. Lola leads me into the barn, and there are tons of lasers moving around to the beat of the music that creates quite an awesome laser show. Tons of people dancing and having fun. This is fun. Lola turns back to me and smiles. So, what do you think? Awesome. Do you want a drink? Yes, drinks. They're outside. As we start moving towards the bar, someone picks me up and hugs me. It's Dave. Hey, you, what's up? Okay, okay, you can put me down now. Dave spins around while holding me. I hate it when he does that. I see some guy going for Lola and then picking her up. I had to control my reflexes not to stab him. I'm not a great fighter, but I'm better than the average Joe. But then I saw that he's smiling at her, so he clearly knew her. I hope. I turned towards Victor and awkwardly introduced him. Hey, this is Victor, my blind date. Dave comes over and introduces himself. He is very, very good with people. Hey, I'm Victor. Um, I'm told that this is your party and that you sell ice cream. Pretty impressive, man. He laughs and welcomes me and does the protective friend thing, telling me that if I hurt her, he'll kill me. How cute. And that if I wanted ice cream, it's over in the right corner, and that, yeah, he loves being an ice cream salesman. Although there is one thing I can tell you, Dave is not just an ice cream salesman. Wow. This girl, not knowingly, knows a lot of very bad people. Who is she? I agree. The party is pretty impressive. The laser show alone is just insane. I feel like I'm at a concert. You really went all out, Davy. I don't know how you got this all organized. Sometimes you really surprise me. Since you're the master of the place, we're just about to get drinks. Which bar do you recommend? Dave points to the left of me and says that we should go try the Moonshine Bar. It's apparently this local distillery that only makes moonshine, and they've made a special 4th of July batch for this party. Apple pie a la mode. 
Tastes just like apple pie and vanilla ice cream. Sounds dope, man. You guys take a minute and catch up. Judge me while I go get the drinks. Oh, no, that's okay. We'll go with you. Vic stops me and tells me that he's got it. And goes to get the drinks. I look at Davy, slightly annoyed that he's trying to scare my date off. He's just standing there and smiling at me. He then leans in and kisses me on the head like a big brother. He then looks into the distance where Victor is and does this weird thing of, like, scanning him. What does Victor do, he asks, sounding kind of weird. Um, something called urban security, which is like, um, if a corporate company needs security, it hires Victor. I don't know. Urban security. Dave repeats it and then he smiles. Like he knows something but won't tell me. Yeah, why? Do you know him or something? He says no. Weird. He's being weird. And then he says that he'll be right back and runs off somewhere. Leaving me standing in the middle of a cornfield wave. Great. Well, hopefully the moonshine is as good as promised. As I walk over to the moonshine bar to get drinks, I'm trying to figure out what Dave actually does. He's definitely not a member of the company, as he has this whole smug freelance vibe all over him. I can tell that he's a trained fighter, but that it's not his specialty. I look around to see if I can spot Nick anywhere, since he's supposed to be shadowing me. But nothing. He is nowhere to be seen. Sometimes he is too much. I come over to the bar and motion for three apple pie a la mode shiner drinks. As the bartender girl pours, I think I see something out of the corner of my eye. She gives me the drinks. How cute they are. These mason jars with lids and straws so you can just keep refilling them. Nice. And as I'm about to walk back to Lola and Dave, I can see Nick deep in the corn starting to run deeper into the field. I walk towards it and follow Nick. As I'm getting deeper, I can hear the sounds of fighting. I can see Nick being held by two guys as a third one, Francis, is about to stab Nick. I jump out and smash the three drinks that I, for some reason, still have in my hands into Francis's head and back. These jars are very comfortable for hitting people. Francis falls down, and while one of the guys starts running away, Nick wiggles out and runs after him, and I am left with semi-conscious Francis and another very angry fighter that is part of the extraction team. Now, I am trained, but I feel like that this guy will kill me. Why would Nick leave me? I prepare to literally fight for my life as I pick up a blade that Francis was holding. The guy jump leaps towards me like a superhero and punches me in the nose. Everything starts to get blurry. I can feel warm blood start rushing in the back of my throat. I'm aware that I'm punching, but I also feel like I'm losing. I manage to stab the guy in the leg, but he wraps his arms around my neck and is strangling me. As I'm about to die, all I can hear are 90s anthems blasting into the night air. So this is it. And then someone attacks the guy that I'm attacking. Is Nick back? The heavy arm releases my neck, and I fall down and take deep breaths to bring myself back to life. I sit up on the ground and look up and see Dave. Dave grabbing the guy's head and twisting it, breaking his neck, as he lets the heavy fighter corpse collapse by my side. You okay, buddy? Dave asks. I close my eyes and take a deep breath. The sounds of music and the green smell of the cornfield, mixed with some salty ocean night air, it's a great thing to smell. I let go, I breathe out, 
and I'm pleased with myself for going on this date. I feel like maybe this is going to get me out of the funk that I've been in for the past few months. See, it's good to push yourself to try new things, to get out of your comfort zone. I'm about to move towards the bar to help out Victor since they've bounced somewhere and of course I run into Mara. Ugh. What is it with this evening? First Francis and now Mara? I know her from here. We grew up together and she's the successful one that loves rubbing her achievements into other people's faces and at the same time highlighting other people's mistakes. She loves saying the word mistake. I hear her saying, Oh my god, hi beautiful. So great to run into you finally. I heard you were back because, um, well, oh, we all make mistakes. See, told you. And so you're currently unemployed and single. But you know what? Staying home with your parents all the time is a mistake. That's another one. You should just get back out there and throw yourself into things. That's how I got to be where I am today. Manager of a bank and a mom. And, oh. And did you hear Mitch, that's the husband, and I are raising chickens now? We're thinking of getting a farm. Fucking kill me now. Or better off, kill her. Great, no, I did not hear about the chickens. How many do you have? Why did I ask that? And how can I get out of this conversation? I turn and look around for where the guys went and also I need a drink. I look over the moonshine bar and can't seem to find them. Wait, what the fuck? Is that Francis? I think it was. Am I going crazy? And this fox got in and killed like 14 of them. But so we had to kill the fox. So sad. Such a beautiful creature. Trying to figure out if I can keep the fur. Could make a nice winter accessory, you know? Huh? Chicken fur? I totally miss her chicken story. Fuck it. I'm just gonna walk away from her. I mean, she's talking about chickens. Hey, Mara, it was great catching up with you, but I'm gonna need to go to uh, Dave. So, um, bye. And I just turned around and walked away from her as quickly as I could. I started to walk towards the bar, my eyes still surveying the crowd looking for Francis, but I couldn't see either of them. No Dave, no Victor, no Francis. I asked Kelly, the moonshine girl, if she has seen Dave. She says that she saw him go into the cornfield. Mm, the cornfield? I hesitate to follow since I really don't want to walk in on Dave hooking up with some girl. Although it wouldn't be the first time. But for some reason, my legs are moving in the direction of the corn. I still can't shake the feeling that I definitely saw Francis. I mean, it's possible. Someone could have told him about this party. God, I hope I don't have to talk to him again. I just fucking really don't like that guy. 
I walk into the darkness of the cornfield and I can hear someone talking. Maybe it's Dave? I move further and deeper into the corn to see if I can make out the voices. The closer I get, I start to recognize that the voices are in fact Dave and Victor. Oh God, is Dave trying to scare Victor? Dave can be very protective sometimes. He actually drove up to Eli's house and broke his nose when he found out that he cheated on me with a stripper. I pick up my speed and wrestle my way through the corn. As I parted out of my way, prepared to yell at Davy, I see them and I freeze with my mouth open but no words would come out. I'm not sure what I'm looking at. Dave and Victor are holding a body of some unconscious dude. Victor's nose is bleeding and his shirt is torn and I can see a tattoo on Victor's body. It's a tattoo of a dinosaur breathing fire. I know that tattoo. I know where I have seen Victor before. Dave drops the body to the ground and looks at me, raises his palms towards me and smiles and says, Cookie, don't scream. Thank you for listening. Sounds of Smoke was written by Anna Abrams and performed by Anna Abrams and Dan Medvedick.